You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. My plan for the rest of this year is to record episodes that focus on some part of the church member's life in the body. Remember, the goal is to be a blessing to your church by being a builder or edifier in your church. So that's what we're going to do the last um, number of episodes this year. Today, I want to encourage you to bless your church or to be a builder in your church by personally taking the preaching of God's word seriously. I'll finish this episode by giving you a couple practical thoughts on how to do this well. But before that, it's probably important to quickly highlight why preaching is so important. First, the reason preaching is so important is because preaching is important to God, and God says to always do it. So God tells us to always do it. That's why preaching is so important. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 to preach the word in season and out of season. That means always. So whether the culture values preaching— which some cultures have throughout the world at various times in history, or if they devalue preaching, which many past and current cultures do, we keep preaching. We preach all the time. Secondly, the reason preaching is so important is because preaching is the means that God uses to change lives. He determines to speak through a person. When we think of the Sunday morning event, he determines to speak through a man, explaining the word of God, reading it, explaining it to the people. This is how God has determined to work. Romans 10 talks about people needing a preacher to hear the gospel. They need to hear the message of Christ articulated. This doesn't necessarily mean a man behind a pulpit. It's not just limited to that. This is anybody speaking to someone about the gospel of Christ. They have to articulate propositional truths. They have to make connections from the Old Testament scriptures to the New Testament. They need to make statements about who Christ is, who he isn't, what people are to do in response to Jesus Christ. Those things need to be communicated verbally or, or even through written form, but, but they're declared. They are announced through words. So God has anointed preaching. Ezra read the law to the people, and it was explained to them, and they responded to it. Peter explained Old Testament texts on the day of Pentecost and showed their connection to Jesus Christ, and people repented of their sins. So God's speaking means that God has chosen to act through his speaking. So God speaks something that's true, his word, and he, he anoints it with power. So when God speaks something, he acts and does something with it. So we declare what God has said, and there's power behind that. God has uniquely anointed preaching to change lives and to save lives. So, as a member of a local church, value preaching as a way to build up your church. Any activity that becomes a routine has the possibility of being devalued. Think about that. Any activity that becomes routine, happens over and over again on a regular basis, has the possibility of being devalued. As a young boy, I went to see a number of minor league baseball games in the city that was about 30 minutes away from us. So I'd go and seek to get autographs or to see a player up close or uh, I'd read through the program. I would would be one of those young kids keeping score of the game, like officially marking the score in the game programming. I was all in to this this minor league baseball trip. We did it often and I loved it. I would try to catch foul balls. It was just, it was wonderful. One day, kind of on a whim, 
I saw the general manager of the minor league baseball team walking through the stands, and I went up to him, and I asked him what needed to be done to get a job as a bat boy for the team. Now, this general manager was a friend of one of my family members, and to my surprise, right then and there, he said, when can you start? He hired me on the spot. So I got to work for this minor league baseball team that I was kind of of in awe of. I got to work from 3 o'clock to 10 o'clock at home games throughout the summer. I got to get a uniform, a real baseball uniform. I got to meet and befriend players, some of whom became major league baseball players in the future. I got to have free food every day. I got to take batting practice and even catch batting practice. The coaches gave me tips. These are major league level coaches. Some of them, they would go on to coach in the major leagues. And I was this high school baseball player and they would help me with things. I got to do all that. I did that for three summers from 13 years old to 16 years old. And I'll be honest with you, at the end of that time, it was special, but it had become routine. I didn't really mind having to miss work as I kind of did this for a few years for other important activities. I didn't really mind having to miss. I really, it became kind of a chore at the end of the time. I mean, yeah, it was still special, but it was, it was sometimes I just regretted going. It wasn't as important to me anymore like it was in the beginning. So when it was over, when those three years were done, I didn't really mind it being over. This sometimes happens to Christians when we consider the preaching event or even the Sunday morning church service. When we're a new believer, everything's exciting and amazing. We're listening intently to sermons. We're taking it to heart. We're devouring the scriptures. We, we realize what even the Sunday morning gathering is. This is a group of people that have been saved by the eternal God, by his eternal son, Jesus Christ. And he is bringing them together once a week to be fed before they go out and seek to be lights. And we need each other. When you're, when you're a new believer, you, you get that. You get how this is important. This group is different than the friends that we came from. This group is, has the spirit of Christ in them. You get the importance of that, then as you go on throughout the years, sometimes that just becomes familiar and routine and maybe even sometimes optional. So as we get older, a temptation creeps in. Familiarity can breed a devaluing or even sometimes a contempt for the preached word of God. We forget that every time the word is declared, something happens. Every time the word is declared, something happens. We stop expecting great things or praying for great things to happen when the preaching of the word uh, goes on. We stop coming to church thinking that God's going to speak to me directly through his word. We don't, we don't really think about that. We start going through the motions. Now, if I asked you about people in your church and I said, do they, the people in your church, need a steady diet of biblical preaching? I'm sure every listener to this podcast would say, yes, people in my church need a steady diet of biblical preaching. Now, let me ask you, when you and I take preaching for granted and forget about the passage as soon as the sermon's over and go along with our daily lives, not even remembering what we had thought about or what our minds were directed to, does this demonstrate that we believe that we need a steady diet of preaching? I recently had one of our elders in our church say that he found it amazing that I, the regular preaching pastor, would give 10 to 15 hours a week to a sermon, to sermon preparation, And this would be after spending years studying theology. And these 10 10 to 15 hours would be spent in prayer for me, for my listeners. These 10 to 15 hours are spent making sure that I get the main point of the passage right. 
these 10 to 15 hours are spent making sure that Christ is exalted and that his message is communicating, communicated to his people clearly. So he was surprised that I would spend this amount of time doing these things and that people would kind of let it go one in one ear, not the other. Or they'd think about it for a few minutes and then go on, not really thinking about it again. He, he was just saying how he simply found that stunning and amazing. I'm not just talking about my personal preaching ministry here, by the way. I'm talking about anybody who sits under sound biblical teaching that just goes, listens, walks away, and doesn't really take it to heart. Think about what's happening there. Think about how we're neglecting something that God has anointed. So, friend, I don't think we understand how contagious it can be when we take the Word of God seriously. When you ask a person how their heart has been prompted to respond to the sermon that you both just heard, that's a big statement. People notice that about you. People notice that you take the word seriously even after the sermon's done or the service is done. When you strike up a conversation where you tell them how you plan on responding to the message that you both just heard, that is more contagious than you know. People will think that it's normal for you to think about God's preached word seriously even in the days to come. This has an impact on a local church. So here are two suggestions that I have for you as you seek to help your church by personally taking the Word of God seriously, the preached Word of God seriously. First, ask this question following the sermon. What does God mean to tell me in His Word today? What was God telling me through His Word? What did this passage say to my heart? What was God saying to me based on this passage? What was He talking? What was He saying to my heart? So ask yourself that question. You might even kind of ask similar questions along the same line. How did this passage mean to encourage me? How did this passage challenge me? How does God want this passage to reshape my thinking? So those are some questions you can ask yourself in order to take the preached word seriously. Now here's my second tip. Ask somebody else about their response to the word. Ask them those same questions. How were you encouraged by that word that was declared? How were you challenged? How were you convicted? How were you? How was your mind uh, changed? How do you think God means to change your mind by that passage? Ask them one or two simple questions. That can be done over lunch on Sunday or at Bible study three days later. When you do this, you're helping to create a culture where God's people thoughtfully respond to his word that's been preached. And I believe that's what God, what God would have us do. In closing, I think you'd say that you want God to work in your congregation. You want him to sanctify you and other people. You want to grow together more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. Now, if you really want that to happen, which I bet you do, listen to these words from Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul writes this, And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. Believer, take the preaching of God's word seriously and in this way be a blessing to your church so that he may continue to work in it. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.